another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. As always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Joining us on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, YouTube Live. Yeah, that's a word. All of those platforms, we appreciate you. Welcome in. As always, I got my main man and yours, DJ. I ain't going to tell him about the smart speaker playing Carolina Sports Talk. None of that. We, oh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, we, we getting Gucci with it tonight. But as always, welcome in my main man and yours, DJ High Star in the building, Patriot Patty Studios. What's good? What's good? What's good? My dog. What's up, Carolina Sports Talk Nation. How y'all doing? I want y'all to know that this wasn't planned, but <laughs> oh, you, you can tell from the apparel where our allegiances lie. And as much trash that he talks, he'll always be, you know? I just got so much clothes that I just don't really want to get rid of them. Uh, this t-shirt really, you know, def- right. defines right. my, you know what I'm saying, trapezoidal work that I've been putting in. You feel me? So trapezoidal. Okay. Yeah. All of that. How was your weekend? It was good, man. Uh, homecoming season in you know what I'm saying, the Carolinas. So I uh, had an opportunity to go and kick it out with what could quite possibly be the quietest kept and best kept secret in all of homecoming seasons. And I'm saying that not lightly now, but Winthrop homecoming is really like that. I got to give a shout out to Rock Hill State. They do it and they do it big. So um, if you looking for a homecoming next season, Rock Hill State University, man, Winthrop, baby. It's it's like that, dog. And and I'm telling you, the first time they told me, yeah, oh yeah, no, our homecoming, I was like, yeah, 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 hold up. But I went to an HBCU, though. Like, I get what you're saying, right. and I realize this is, you know, highest percentage of African-American students of any other. I get all of that. However, come, I went to an HBCU. But nah, they they do it big. And then right after, on the heels of that, had a nice little experience out there. Got a chance to go to Clinton homecoming. Um, mm. Went to a basketball game, and a fight broke out. But <laughs> Beat me to it. Yes, yes, now I yes. see why. No. <laughs> what you want me to do, my dog? But no, so really just a really great weekend overall. Got a chance to go fellowship with some folks on church or something. So good weekend. But how was yours, man? Uh, I rested. Ouch. Because I had to charge up. We'll talk about it soon, but I had to charge up. <clears throat> but I rested. I was resting. Mm, in preparation. You were, yeah. Some might say pre-gaming, so you were pre-resting uh-huh. to store the energy necessary. The, the energy. weather assisted. It was it was nasty a little bit. That's why, to your point, Winthrop, they looked through the pictures and videos, looked like y'all had a great time. Mm-hmm. I was resting. <laughs> I was resting. <laughs> well, I'm glad you had a chance to rest. In the NFL, there were some players who rested unwantingly if you would with a lot of injuries but before we get to that let's go ahead and run down some of these scores in week 10 see i just jump straight into the sports okay 
But in week 10 in the NFL, there were some great matchups that kicked off with an impressive win, some might say, by the Chicago Bears in Thursday Night Football against our Charlotte, North Carolina Panthers. See what I did there. Colts took care of the business against the Patriots 10-6. Browns over the Ravens 33-31. Packers fall to the Steelers 23-19. That's still very loud. 49ers take care of the business against the Jaguars 34-3. Saints fall to the Vikings 19-17. Texans over the Bengals 30-27. Titans fall to the Buccaneers by a score of 20-6. Lions over the Chargers 41-38. Falcons fall to the Cardinals 23-25 for just their second win of the year with Kyler Murray being back. Cowboys over the Giants 49-17. Seahawks over the Commanders 29-26 with the Raiders falling to the, excuse me, with the Jets falling to the Raiders 16-12. And then on Monday night football, the Broncos 22-24, Bills 22. So, bro, uh, like, like I said, a lot of good football that took place this weekend. Uh Let's let's just start off with the Thursday night game that may not have been as good as some may have wanted, but there was a game. So, what are your thoughts with Chicago and Carolina, man? Uh, I forgot who was the commentator, but oh, it was it was Chad Ocho, it was Chad Ochocinco, um, and and Shannon Sharp. But Chad said it best, where it was like this was just not an entertaining game; it was a boring game. The game, however, was a catalyst, and I don't know if this is too soon or anything like that. If anything is too soon, if you have to ask it, you're about to say, but go ahead. (laughs) Uh, But it was a catalyst to uh, projected March peaceful protest, if you will, to go down in Charlotte. Now, peaceful peaceful protest was canceled. It was. Um, For those who may have missed, the Carolina Panthers fans had a petition and were intending to go in March about the poor performance of the Carolina Panthers. Following this loss. Right. David Tepper must have gotten word to say, don't y'all bring y'all tail out here. Because it got shut down real quick. Real, real quick. (laughs) And it was shared with both of us. And when it was shared with us, my first thoughts was like, what is this going to do? Absolutely nothing. And I think that was the overarching kind of consentment was or what is it going to do we can go and we can fuss might make the news they'd be like carolina panthers fans upset with the performance of the team and end up being worse press and in other news right and so it, it, it literally wouldn't have done anything to assist or help so i i'm glad that it was canceled i was not going out there because i don't like people anyway let alone uselessly spending my time with people so but when we're talking about on the field though um we talk enough about the problems that we have. Let's talk about the solutions. What, if any, and I don't need the, it's going to be a long road. What would be an immediate thing that makes you optimistic about everything? Nothing. Because the type what of would moves that would, would need ahead. to be made at this point aren't capable of happening. So here's what it would take for the Carolina Panthers in this season to be able to be relevant enough to make the playoffs. To the viewers. Um, we would absolutely have to have Luke Keekley first come out of retirement and play the starting middle linebacker for the Plausible. defense. Plausible. Um, we would also then need to have our offensive linemen take a super serum to learn how to block in the NFL. I don't know if it's legal, but I but, see I, but there are options. <laughs> but it would then also require um, 
a, like a level up. You know how in, on, when you're playing Madden or any of those games, you get so many hours. It's like, Yo, let me just level up my player real quick. And you just go through the little drills. They would need that consistently for right. about 48 uh, okay. hours. Hyperbole aside, man, what can <laughs> chat block? What can what like if, if we had a uh, because first of all, with the draft pick. To get the coveted number one, mm-hmm. the things that we gave up were so detrimental as well, us losing those things um, as far as like the first round draft pick and stuff. So if if we were to acquire something tomorrow, would you want it to be a running back, a receiver, a linebacker? Lineman, offensive oh, lineman. Okay. Specifically left guard. Um, if we kept this current roster and were able to get to a point where the offensive line could at least give Bryce Young some time to play. I'm not a Bryce Young fan. I feel like in a lot of ways I'm being an apologist by saying this, but in reality, I wasn't upset with the pick because I knew what the young man had the capability of being and doing. But then what has happened is the offensive line, if you look at it, he's got the highest rush percentage of any quarterback in the league right now. And oh, Deke, don't do it, Deke. We... Why did I even put that up? But no, yeah. he's got the highest rush percentage of any of the quarterbacks in it. And so he's either always thrown off his back foot. There's a graphic that's on Facebook that has the entire offensive line looking back at him while he's getting rushed by Russia. If the if we had a guard, Icky could then be a little bit more solid, I think, on that side. Because <laughs> that's the whole different thing on the tackle side. Exactly. I think I he mean, probably needs to be the guard, but that's neither here nor there. Gerard, and I hope I'm saying name right, but he said it best. We need the whole 2015 team, definitely. Um, but yeah, it that's that was my takeaway uh, after sitting with that loss on Friday and getting that type of news about what we were planning to do on our Sunday off mm-hmm. instead of getting in the um, getting in the ice baths and healing up and mm-hmm. trying to get ready for next week. They're going to have to worry about us. Like, nah, exactly. So that, that honestly, it was what it was. And this was the first time I've watched any, and I only watched a piece of the game and it was just that much enough to say, yeah, no, nah, I'm watching, I'm watching this. So I really don't want to see any more Panthers football the rest of the season. I'll keep wearing the merch. Like I said, cause they're like the clothes and it's cold and it's my hoodie. But other than that, it's going to be a wrap for your boy this season. It's go Lakers at that point and then see not have a whole bunch of that. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, what else? Matter of fact, let's go ahead and jump straight into impressive win, disappointing loss. Um, what was your and I will yield it to you. Um, and I do want to definitely say shout out to all the guys listening and chat and tuning in on Facebook and YouTube. Shout out to Deke saying Bryce Young needs reps and times. Absolutely does. Shout out to the bros, Victavius. It's almost Founders Day, dog. I need you to get the vocals together, get ready to sing. Shout out to my dog. Thank you to you all listening. Uh, over the last, we have failed at offensive line the past four to five years. Um, that, that, absolutely not. And then one more comment from Deke saying that it doesn't help that C.J. Stroud is balling out. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure, with the Texans in just a few moments. But Deke hit the nail on the head. There were a lot of quarterbacks in this that we could have had. Anthony Richardson, who we know has now gone out with an injury. But even before then, he was playing a dynamic level of ball. See, Bryce Young is playing the least efficient at this point. But I do want to put, give this for comparison. If you think about um, – What's Sunshine name down in Jacksonville? Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence coming out of Clemson. Relax. Um, if you look at even um, Jalen in Philadelphia, all of them had similar records their first season. They were one and five, oh and seven, one and six. So I'm giving him a pass and hoping that once we correct those offensive line issues, mm-hmm. 
it'll be enough to be able to drive us into some of those winning positions as well. So now back to your impressive win of the week, who you have for your impressive win. I'm actually going to give it to you. Pause. Give you the floor first. Uh, impressive win could have well been the disappointing loss of the week as well. But um, I was very impressed with the Monday night game. Denver Broncos uh, winning over Buffalo 24 to 22. Uh, I think Russell played a real efficient game. They mm-hmm. used Javante Williams pretty well. Um, and he did the biggest thing is he didn't turn the ball over and it wasn't, that wasn't the same story on the other side. You know, Josh Allen had the two interceptions, but from the jump of the game, uh, you know, the Broncos was taking advantage of a lot of, uh, Denver mistakes. So that was my impressive win of the week. Okay. My impressive win of the week belongs to the five and four Houston Texans. Um, they went into Cincinnati and beat a really strong team. Cincinnati had been on a four game streak. Um, their defense was playing well. CJ Stroud, as Deke just alluded to, has been playing outside of his mind. If you look at the Texans now, and we'll talk about this as well, they're at five and four right now. And they're primed to, honestly, if the season ended today, I think with this tiebreaker over them, they would be a seven seed making the playoffs. And so they have to be one of the surprise teams of the season, not to, I mean, to say the least, but D'Amico Ryans, whom I was in favor of as a candidate for the Carolina job, just put that out there, has shown what hard-nosed coaching can do. He, he he's, comes from tough playing in his Buffalo days. He comes from even the San Francisco system where he, I think they, they – are very evident what they're doing even on the defensive side and he's a lot of that infused in that culture out there in Houston and I'm really really impressed with what this team is I'll be kind of keeping an eye on them as they kind of as we move through the season to see what they're going to be but to your point with your impressive win Russ looks like Seattle Russ to me he, he is getting outside the pocket my boy is scrambling making outstanding passes that one with the buddy that was about four yards outside of the bounds where nobody but could get it but his that was a bad he did pass. one um, where he eluded the rusher, where he did the spin move, and then he hit the spin move one more time mm-hmm. and completed the pass. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, Russ is looking good. So with that, impressed, disappointing loss of the week. Well, 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 well. Your honorable I'm a mentions. Man of honorable <laughs> mentions. So I definitely wanted trophies. to. Yeah, I definitely wanted to shout the Steelers out uh, as an honorable mention, um, and then the 49ers with their bounce back win over the Jaguars 34 to three as an honorable mention as well. Uh, disappointing loss though. You don't want to go first. I will, but okay. I also, since I actually watched football this week, I have an honorable mention oh my myself. Gosh, yo, don't give it away to the audience. Go they know I wasn't watching football. All right. Football, <laughs> but no, um, another good win. Uh, I, I'm not even gonna call that one a good win, but Kyle Murray coming back and leading the Cardinals. Okay. Their second victory, man. Um, granted it was over the Falcons, but still, a win but, is a win. but a, and it, I was one of the ones who was like, why is he coming back? They trash. He's like, yeah, no, but I'm still, this still my team. All this draft for quarterback talk. Let's go ahead and, first of all, not be in that position. Second of all, understand that I'm going to take this team to wins. And he absolutely did exactly that. Absolutely. And shut people like me up. I take your Kyler Murray. I see your Kyler Murray. And I raise you Uh along with Gerard, a Josh Dobbs out there in Minnesota, Mm. as far as an honorable mention for impressive win. Um, So shout out to them. But uh, <laughs> your disappointing loss. My disappointing loss of the week. Nah, comes, go ahead. Comes from a game that was actually your impressive win. Okay. As you just mentioned, the Buffalo Bills fall into the Broncos in Monday Night Football. 
the Broncos are playing a much better brand of football. But without the turnovers by your boy, that's a completely different game. As good as Denver was playing, you you cannot consistently put your off your defense in that position where they have to come and defend against a short field. And Josh Allen threw two interceptions, and, and it just added to his league total total turnovers because he's actually leading the league in interceptions and he's tacked on another two fumbles alongside of him. So mm. with those combined 13, including these two picks, he, he is the reason that they have lost five games this season. I'll keep that in mind for trivia. Now, um, <laughs> now uh, one thing about it is 2023 and um, about to be 2024. Patriot Patty and I had a conversation probably years ago about the um, camera, like definition, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like how the the kind of the privilege that we have now, right, of seeing Stuff everything. So right, so when he throws this first interception and he goes on the sideline, yo, the camera was right on. Him. So the entertaining thing in all of that. Was not having no horse in the race was like, how is he gonna respond or mm-hmm. whatever like that? Mm-hmm. How he bounce back? Seeing him throw a second interception, it was like deflating a big helium balloon or something like that. The first one I give him a pass on because it was got tipped. tipped, right? Pause, pause. Yeah. And so the second one was just wildly overthrown, and that was completely him. So he's it's it's the gunslinger mentality that you got to kind of snip some of that out to be able to put him in a better position, man. And, and Deke just said he's got a big arm and gunslinger mentality, and he doesn't make good decisions at times. And that, that's a recipe. <laughs> that's wild. It's a recipe for disaster is what it is. Now, as we're staying on this really quickly, did you see your man's out in Dallas defending his brother's like, yo, get 13 up out of there. Like on some, I want my brother to be on a team that's not going to have a quarterback that's going to keep throwing these interceptions. Mm, Yeah. So, um, what is, I forget the the digs, digs in the the back and Cowboys and Stefan. No, Stefan. And right. I'm talking about the brothers though. I'm saying, right. Stefan and Trayvon. Trayvon. There's go. Trayvon. So the fella in Dallas, he basically was, and he went (laughs) seriously now, but he really was on lines like bashing, like, yo, you, but he really wasn't all of that before. And then he actually highlighted and screenshotted the stats and showed Josh Allen's two first two seasons without Steph and then what has been since. And then even now that he's throwing all these picks, what it looks like. And it was like, you got a case that your brother really has made this dude to be, you know, what he is. But ultimately. So, yeah. Go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. Nah, nah. I was. <laughs> so that's a lot. So disappointing loss, though. That was yours, right? Buffalo. Yeah. My so game. who's yours? My game have to go out there to a, a up ninety five to body more Murderland, mm. and um, the uh, Browns over the Ravens this week, thirty three to thirty one. It's been a kind of an ongoing thing for Lamar Jackson, where he just kind of can't finish games or like things at the, he leaves, he leaves the door open for the other team uh, to where they always have an opportunity and stuff. And this time it came back to bite him. I think I thought it would be a perfect segue into speaking about injuries and stuff like that. And which I, Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, get yourself together, but no, um, (laughs) TJ what's happening, man. Uh, Top five fantasy football name of all time. But now, nah, um, yeah, 
whenever it comes to that game, though, Cleveland did their thing. Unfortunately, cost them a little bit in the game. Uh, uh, cost them a lot of bit, you know. Um, <laughs> and a uh, couple million, a lot of. Yeah. So what he's alluding to, uh, Deshaun Watson, quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, sprained his right or left hand, his throwing hand in that game and is now having season ending season ending because if you're seasoning the ending then it'll taste a little bit better as it's being digested they're having season ending uh surgery and they they it's a guaranteed contract they have to pay him all of that money for the rest of the year now they do have insurance claims and stuff like that to get it back but that money's in his in, in his pocket we talked off air and before the show a little bit about it and you, you made a good point um that he still has some work to do, so he's not getting that money for free. But I'll, I'll pose that question to you. Would you rather not have to play a whole season and still get paid, or would you rather play the whole season and possibly not get paid as much? Or not play the season and get paid, or play the whole season and maybe not get paid as much? I thought if you play the whole season, you have possible incentives where you might get But paid. he doesn't have those. He's got a guaranteed contract. So even That's though he's saying. his money is coming for sitting at the crib, now, some with the guarantee, some with the who would pay what for the... What kind of question is that that you're asking me? No, but listen to what I'm saying. Those who play for the incentives have a chance to make more money. Right. But at this point, he knows how much he's getting, and that's it no matter what. Right. So would you rather get the no matter what money, or would you rather kind of have the chance to play to make more money? Oh, that's what I was getting at. Yeah. Um, I mean, with his no matter what money, I would sit down. <laughs> He's got a different type of no matter what money. Right. He got that uh, I got money type. I don't even go find it on the board. But yeah, nah. Shout out to, uh, yeah, oh, we oh, definitely, I'm not going to put it up there right now. Yeah, I will. But we're going to talk about it in a second. We got it on the on, on the timeline. Yeah, I saw uh, something online today that said that uh, when I grow up, I want to be a fired football coach because for those who may have missed it, you're in for a whopper with that one. But uh, as we get ready to get transition out of the NFL, before we do, we have to do a little trivia. Now, for those who have been watching in the last couple of weeks, you know that we have our Carolina sports talk, uh, chain talk. Uh, what, what do we call it in a segment? Well, we have debate back and forth through trivia to, for the rights to win the game, win the uh, chain, the talk chain, trash talk chain, whatever we call it. But it's ignorant. It's been uh, <laughs> it's been with me for the last couple of weeks because we have tied in both weeks in trivia. But. Um, this week, I feel like I might, I might, you know, I mean, be taking it back to the crib. So, without further ado, brother, I will yield the floor to you for your trivia questions. Questions, so we, yo, and that's another thing. Why don't we go one for one instead of three in a row? Yeah, I was listening back to the show. I'm like, yo, no, nah, <laughs> got me. All right, well, we can do it, dog. I went first first week. But still, uh, we've alternated, but go ahead. We can switch it up live on the air right now for my boy. Go ahead, man. Let me get what you got. Pause. All right. First man. question. No, no background music or nothing. Right? Nothing. No. On the spot. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Let me get my chain ready. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. First question. Shout out is, to B-Mac. This, this quarterback Leads the league in total yards. Mm-hmm. Is it Tua 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 Tagavagala Tua Ticket Tungavaloa Tua Tungavaloa? Is it Dak Prescott or Sam Howell? 
this quarterback leads the NFL in total yards? Correct. And my options were Tua, Dak, or who? Sam Howell. I'm going to say C, Sam Howell. Indeed. Oh, okay, okay. We got a little... uh, Okay. All right, next. So, my first question for you. We often uh, talk about the top. See, if they introduce questions like that, then you already... (laughs) We often start at the top of the list, but in knowing the league, you also often need to know the bottom of the league. So in, Ridiculous. in that same vein, this quarterback has the lowest amount for a starting quarterback in the league. Lowest in passing amount yards. of what? Passing yards. Is it Desmond Ritter, A? Is it B, Gardner Minshew? Or is it C? Can you give the teams or something at least? Desmond Ritter with Atlanta. Gosh, man. You ain't have to give me no. Desmond Ritter, quarterback, Atlanta Falcons. A, B, Gardner Minshew, quarterback, Indianapolis Colts, good night. Or C, Josh Dobbs, Minnesota Vikings. The least least amount of yards? Passing yards this season, yes. Five seconds. Um, I'm going to go with A, uh, Atlanta's quarterback. Unfortunately, that is not even a Gardner Minshew. He hasn't even played like the full season. And Josh Dobbs hasn't either. And he's already got more than both of them. What kind of question is that? To see who's the worst. You got to know what it is. Come on. Next question. No, you don't, bro. That's whack. But anyways, that's, (laughs) oh my gosh. You got ESPN stats over there. Put it like that. Okay. It's literally the bottom. And who was looking? Go ahead, bro. All right. So top this, this defensive player. Has the most touchdowns total or whatnot. Um, or what? <laughs> yeah. So okay. Most total touchdowns, like, like defensive touchdowns. Okay. So is it um, Philly's Darius Slay, um, Dallas's Darren Bland, or New Orleans' Teron Matthew? Total touchdowns. Let's go B. Was B. Um, not Tyron, the other one. Slay? No, Slay, Slay was A. Um, oh. Oh, okay. Bland. Yeah. Deron Bland. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Starting to be Mac. <laughs> All right. So that's two to one right now. So I guess since, since we, uh, since you, just to make it easy, oh, it's two defensive. Because I, it's 2-0 because nobody was going to guess that question that you asked me first. It was 2-0. It's 2-0 2-0, right now. correct. My fault. This is your chance for the second one here. All right. So, defensive question. This player leads the NFL. It's an easy one since you're crying and complaining. In total tackles for the season. Is it A, Edwards from Chicago, B, Mosley from New Jersey, the Jets, New Jersey. That's right. New York Jets. Jersey or a Franklin Indianapolis I mean C (laughs) sleep C so is it Edwards from the Bears Mosley from the Jets or Franklin from the Colts C Zaire Franklin correct you got it fix your face man get your stuff together bro come on man what's what's up man all right (laughs) this team Uh uh-huh 
has kicked the most uh, or has the most field goals made this season thus far. So is it A, the Houston? Sorry, go ahead. Take them off the list. Is it A, <laughs> Go ahead. Is it A, the Houston Texans, B, the Atlanta Falcons, or C, the Cleveland Browns? A, the Texans. And if you, I mean, you, you're like a prisoner of the moment right now with the whole CJ Stroud thing. But if you would have took a second, because I would have, I, I wanted to choose a different. B, but mm. it, it was C, the Cleveland uh, Browns with 24, actually. But I, I did want to choose a different B. And then when I chose Atlanta, I'm like, what am I thinking? But they are they are in the top five. But okay. nonetheless, the Cleveland Browns with 24 field goals made this year, this season. All right. So final question. I'm going back to the defensive one for you. All right. <sighs> Just so the audience knows, we had agreed on offense, defense, and special teams before the show. And once again, we have some improvisation going on, perhaps a lack of preparation. I don't know, y'all. I don't know. I don't know why people pivoting and remixing stuff, but y'all see it. Go ahead. We're live. Because you cried and complained ahead, about man. the first question. It was trash. So I was, okay, well, I'll just go ahead and give you this. This team has the lowest kick yards per return average in the NFL. Is it easy? A, the Atlanta Falcons. B, the the <laughs> A, the Falcons. B, the C, the Kansas City Chiefs. If I can spit that out properly, say, are you good, man? Nah, because you got me flustered, Brett. Knocking. He's emotional. Or C, the Cardinals. Again, this team has the lowest amount of kick yards per return. Falcons. A, Chiefs. B, or C, the Cardinals. Add up myself. A, the Falcons. Um, and folks, stay safe. <laughs> so yet another week. I just have to put it back up. I can't even rock it. But y'all, I'm telling you, when I win this chain, I'm going to be on social good, media with it. You feel me? But for man. now, you know what And I mean? y'all see what happened. He needed the... He needed the, shake the spicy question. You know what I mean? It wasn't even a spicy. Yeah. That was the easy hold on, one. Hold on. See how quick you answered. Shout out to Donovan, you know. <laughs> the answer is super size. <laughs> Shout and out then, to Donovan. Uh, Divine as well. Shout out to my LB and the bros, man. We out here. Uh, so this is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff, sitting in with Carolina, with DJ Highstar, man. Uh, we out here. Dog, so NBA talk, man. Uh it's been some some really good basketball oh, going hold on, on, man. Because I was still getting into football. Yeah, no, keeping my bearings about that. I, I didn't know if we was talking about NCAA or anything. See like how, that. see how, it, see because what had happened I, was we again, had a whole I was flustered from the trivia though. It, 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 it ran, the year just thrown off though. Very much so. Mm-hmm. So, but right before we talk about the NBA, we do have NF in some NCAA. Did you want to run scores or did you want to kind of talk in notable uh, games? We could, yeah, let's talk a little bit. Notable games with shout shout out to to my brother the heart. Um, that's actually his stage name, y'all. So that, you know what I'm saying, funny stuff. But shout out to the heart, my my boy. The heart of love, new project um, coming out, eleven twenty two. Check it so out. So we're gonna talk about just kind of talk about NCAA. Like I said, it was some notable stuff that happened. But one thing that we missed from last week was discussing a little bit the Heisman, um, the Heisman race mm. and everything like that. I like I like what Marvin Harrison Jr. is doing and and how. Um, 
and how Ohio State is is looking overall. But the other teams, they they're doing their thing um, as well. So I wanted to get into that type of talk. I'll tell you what. Um, as much trash as we talked about him earlier in the season, at this point, Bo Nix. Bo Nix look like like it's like it's his show to go, man. Um, never mind the fact that he's a fourteen year starter, been playing it college football since he was with Cam, them boys. But he got our homecoming tailgates when we was in school. Exactly, exactly. He was like, "Yo, I'm gonna be the Browns one day if I don't go to Oregon and win a Heisman." But um, he's he's playing some serious level ball, man. So shout out to him. I think he is the odds on favorite right now. Um, if not him, who who would you kind of throw in there? Oh, like I was alluding to uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, Penix, Penix, Michael Penix Jr. Uh, is balling. He's he continues to perform as well. So um, the Heisman basically is going to be out west pretty much this year. Yeah, yeah. Because if you think about the SEC, ACC, none of them have any. Um, well, no, I guess um, North Carolina's quarterback was in the was in the talks for a little bit, but anyway, like. I think I think it's his to lose at this mm-hmm. point, especially with um, the the alleged and still I believe number one overall pick out of USC still kind of going through yeah. some struggles. But we we've already talked about it. His defense is kind of letting him down a little bit more. Yeah, I think Don. So Donovan mentioned that in the comments, Penix for sure. Uh, but also with Gerard, we alluded to that last week when uh, we discussed uh, Caleb crying. I I mentioned that that was indicative of him feeling like yo. This Heisman race is, yeah, is is kind of finito for me or, or whatnot. You know, I think Shador and them had that that cry and Travis Hunter way earlier. The <laughs> <laughs> they realized the most. Now, if I'm if I'm saying it a lot if earlier, I'm, if I'm being honest about it, like after thinking about it a little bit more, your point was <laughs> was definitely very valid in that it's not so much that his abilities lost it for him in that point, but knowing what the real, realization of that situation is. The, the way that He's defense saying, is, I can't win. I can't do this. I can't with win what's Heisman. here, and so yeah. as a result, and knowing what everybody else has, exactly. You're right, Donovan. Nah, they my squad too, bro. Go Buffs. Yeah, listen, man. I'm starting to get comfortable. Yeah, I, Donovan, I'm, I'm with them too, bro. You know what I mean, but no, yeah. So, any other games stood out for you uh, when it came to Saturday? Yeah, there was definitely a big win up in Michigan uh, with the <laughs> interim coach. For those who may have missed it, uh, Coach John Harbaugh, a gym. Which one is he? He's Jim because John is still coaching. But Jim Harbaugh is not allowed to coach his team during the games as a result of the sign stealing that recently uh, was going uh, down in there. He's been taking it through still the taking a team through practice weekly. But Coach Sharon definitely stepped in for him, uh, Sharon Moore, and got a big win after which he was. Very expletive as well. Yeah, <laughs> the reporter asked him how he was feeling, and you could tell that the, it, like he was kind of waiting on it, and that genuine passion just kind of let loose on him. Out. Yeah, yeah. and so yeah, but he 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 just kind of professed the admiration and love that they have for this, his coach, and the, you know the team fought hard for him, and so it's definitely seen. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Donovan yeah. says he's a crybaby <laughs> too. <laughs> Saying him and Caleb. They both cry babies. Yeah, yo, he was he was in t- like you could see it when when she asked. Yeah. So tell me the emotion that you <laughs> like the mouth. Yeah. yeah, we love you, man. This, these guys here, here talk to him and slides. But um, it was a big win nonetheless to to have not have your head coach in a game time situation like that. Playing a top yeah. twenty five team is yeah. definitely a lot. So um, especially late the last minute. So shout out to the Michigan team. Big wins out yeah. there. You, you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> Go for it, man. 
Like, give me my theme music. <laughs> I hope it plays. Oh, yeah. Come on now. Yeah. We got huh? Yeah. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all know what week it is, right? Oh, yeah. This first time on live. Oh, oh, oh. Nah, we ain't going on. So that's his, uh, your allusion to the to homecoming season, Orangeburg, South Carolina, Claflin University, Saturday, November the eighteenth. Boy, you're going yeah. down, mm-hmm. boy. Oh nah, oh nah, yeah, man. That's and I, you know, Orangeburg, Orangeburg, classic right there. But uh, that's what I was alluding to early in the show when I said I was resting up, had to charge up because we all know. What's going down this weekend? Yes, going yes, down you know for real. You know what I mean. So, um, yeah, shout out to Claflin. You know what I mean. We're gonna be the, representing in a big way, but I did still want to uh, <laughs> listen in business. <laughs> we want to uh, <laughs> talk about some football going on out there in the black black college world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Listen, we would be remiss if we did not give a huge shout out. To the two-time defending reigning undefeated SIAC champion Benedict College Tigers, man, I got that was nothing enough love, man. Benedict took care of a business this past week against Albany State, winning the SIC championship with a score of forty-seven to ten, capping off their second consecutive uh, undefeated regular season and conference championship. Um, I'm incredibly proud to be able to be a part of this um, I say franchise, but to be a part of this school and, and the program that's really, really established themselves nationally on the mm-hmm. scene in black college football. And so mm-hmm. um, that's I'm, all. That's all nice. That's all cute. Let me ask you this. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Hold on. Because they got to go. see because you got to understand what type of week this is. Let me ask you this. Claflin. So when you're out there and, you know, yeah, touchdown, Benedict Tiger. Touchdown, and you hear Tiger. And you hear out in the crowd. They go, B.C., are you saying anything? No, but in a caveat and an asterisk, right. I am most often the one starting the B.C. <laughs> Yo, cue up the brown, brown, brown. I don't like that. No. Not for our homecoming week. I don't like that. But here's why that's hilarious. I was talking to our Neo. Uh, shout out to Marcus, man. And me, him, and another bro were talking. Um, my dog, Jamar. And we were... <laughs> We were out there talking. I'm not putting that up there. But we, um, and he was like, yo, I was talking about the team and I said, we, and, you know, claiming the ownership that I have in it and what we were doing and what we're looking forward to in our, you know, first round playoff by this upcoming week, having a second round hosting game in Columbia. And he was like, hey, man, I know you're talking about the football, but I don't like that we stuff with Benedict, man. <laughs> so at the end of the day, them boy paid me. So, um, Sorry, like, yeah, all right, That's, all right, okay, I mean, all right, all right. I mean, well, so shout out Go to Tigers. the Tigers, yeah, shout out to Coach Barry, Coach Chinis Barry. Oh, big uh, shout out, also, the coach of the year. Oh, oh, it's okay. coach of the year, definitely. Oh, congrats, congrats, congrats to the bros. Um, when it comes to South Carolina or Carolina mm-hmm. college football as well, though, um. Few have made a bigger brand and a footprint for themselves as Buddy Pugh has. Absolutely. So what's going on down there in Orangeburg? Watch you with and- the pivot. I see what you did there. Now, but not for those who may have missed it, Buddy Pugh has coached his last football game as the head coach of the uh, South Carolina State Bulldogs. 
there's a lot of conversations being held around who is the successor. Um, we had a brief conversation earlier in the week off air, naturally, uh, talking about what that timeline would look like. And I think that's going to be instrumental in kind of which direction that they're looking to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you think about it, if they looking, if they're looking to do an exhaustive search, if they're looking to say, we're going to overturn every rock and da 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 then you're going to see that they're not going to make an announcement until well into the summer and, and once postseason has com- concluded. But if they're looking to make a splash, if they're looking to, if they've already got a candidate who they've been in communication with, working up contracts, details, then they're not going to wait. And they're going to move quickly so that there aren't any other conversations with that candidate and to be able to designate, hey, this is the guy that we wanted. This is who we got. This is who we're moving forward. I see that being more likely if they go in a way of like a Ray. Uh, I wanted to say Ray Allen again with a Ray Lewis. But um, if they're looking for somebody like we just mentioned, Benedict, Chinnis Barry's name has been thrown around in many circles. Uh, now, having some you know sources close to the AD there at South Carolina State, there's a strong push that they're looking for an alumni to be able to come back and be the head coach. And we know that there are several former Bulldogs who are mm-hmm. um, coaching both in high school and at the collegiate level and have that experience. And so I think how long it takes for them to make that announcement will definitely be indicative of which direction that they're going to move into. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, and you suggested the people that I was going to say, was going to say, but I'd like <laughs> to know from the audience as well, if y'all, um, if y'all kind of know about the situation, who do y'all feel is going to replace or will be a good replacement for uh, Coach Pugh out there in Orangeburg. Um, I Yeah, definitely, you know, the Ray Lewis thing would be a good thing PR-wise. And, and just a lot of the things recently with South Carolina State have been falling in place. The Jason Weaver thing, all of that mm-hmm. type of stuff. They've so got the momentum. It would look, yeah, it would look good for their profile. Um, the Chinnisberry thing is like, depending on what Benedict does this postseason, he can, he can, say kind of the way that prime said almost like what more can i do here and look to you know uh possibly you know go to the miac and um i will say this though if they don't win let's say they have a disappointing performance in the second round and are knocked out um second round like they were last season i can see him coming back especially with the young talent that is now his nucleus um, he's had several transfers to have come in that have been pivotal players, but a lot of these guys that are there now are players that have played for him for consecutive years. And now this is his squad. This is literally the bloodline of what he wants it to be. If he feels that they've got a chance to be able to be as dominant as, as they have been again next year and possibly go deep into, if not make a national championship run, I could see him kind of escaping away from some of those offers that may come to him mm-hmm. to be able to come to a Benedict and get a national champion. Cause being black national champion, black uh, national football college football champs is cool. But to say you have a division two national championship, championship right. is a little bit different of a level. And I think if I he agree. can, if he feels like that squad has that potential, no matter the allure of what that South Carolina state program could be, you got to go with what you have and, and what you know that you've been built and kind of put your, your, your mark and DNA into already so far. So Definitely want to be mindful and kind of see where they will go with that. Really quickly before we get out of NCAA football, and this is Carolina Sports Talk. It's your man, Big Cliff, sitting in with DJ High Star, Patriot Patty Studios. Appreciate all of you joining us, listening on YouTube or Facebook Live. Make sure you check us out on our podcast weekly on every podcast available, all the platforms, or tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. Really wanted to, We alluded to it earlier, but I do want to point out really quickly, Texas A&M, they fired their coach this weekend, Jim B- Jimbo Fisher, who had a buyout clause in his contract that now requires that for them to terminate him, they have to pay the sum of seventy seven 
million dollars to him in that buyout. That's tremendous for any level of a buyout, but let alone for college football. What does that say, uh, High Star, that they feel 77 million reasons strongly that they no longer want him as the head coach down there in College Station? I'm in the wrong profession. I don't like I don't. <laughs> who do you? Who do you write that like you got to write it to like an estate or like a business or something or and, something and essentially like, or do you get it in installments like that's no so essentially they they can spread it out there is a lump what? sum payment at the beginning of twenty seven million dollars and when they were questioned about it they said no public funds will be made to endorse the payout that they have instead referred to alumni donor givings and some other different vendors of sort. But essentially that no institutional funds will be used for that. It's going to come all out of the athletic budget, which is a good thing because now you're talking about some fraud and all this other kind of stuff. But like, bro, 77 mil. Yo, do you have I, I know you mentioned it earlier, but how how hard would it be to queue up to 50? That I get money. Oh, no, that's nothing. We got it here. <laughs> that is wild, bro. Like, um, yo, we'll no longer need your services. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, See y'all later. Now. I'm a holler. <laughs> Cause I get That's crazy. Thank you for our mathematicians out there. Shout out. Gerard said $26,000 a day for the next seven years. That's a lot of fun. $26,000, please. Twenty-six every morning that dude wakes up. That's twenty-six. Let me get the let me get the Jeep Commander today. I'll buy that brand new and just leave it parked somewhere. That is crazy. Nissan Altima. (laughs) Just buy a new car. But the thing, the craziest part about it is that he's not going to have to worry about trying to spend that because he's going. Somebody else is going to hire him. A coach like Jimbo Fisher, with the experience that he has at Florida State and down in Texas, down yeah, no, he's not going to build like a small city with that money. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. So while we're in college, but just before we get to the NBA, because we had a whole bunch, I was just really ready to get to the NBA. But uh, definitely, definitely want to give a shout wood. out. Yeah, stick in college, but we can bounce to the hardwood. And I want to give a see. That's not the right one. See, that's what happens when you have me hitting the buttons. Shout out to the newest commitment to the South Carolina women's Gamecock program miss joyce edwards out of columbia south carolina she's currently ranked number two in the nation she was the youngest player on this past year's uh under 19 squad with usa basketball and i'm here to tell y'all that firsthand she is a problem yeah yeah joyce is six foot three and you know how they list basketball players on stuff like no she's not that tall i stood foot to like flat-footed on the court next to her and she is every bit of six foot three has the footwork of a guard but plays much bigger than even her frame allows for but um it's a huge huge get for don big big facts um i'm impressed one because of course she was first offered as an eighth grader back in 2000 and i think it was like 19 mm-hmm. um they offered her as an acre to said no you you're coming to carolina and they have stuck with her and throughout her entire matriculation in high school she's just grown as a pro as a player and she's of the caliber she had yeah. offers also from lsu and clemson as well i know Con- uh, connecticut was early in but then when they realized where south carolina was they were like yeah, no, we're good to, um, Similar to malaysia exactly okay exactly that's what's up yeah so shout out to her um don yeah. his gotten a program off the off the ground that mm-hmm. is a legacy at this point a lot of um, it go ahead no 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 because it's a hot take so just queue it up get it ready okay get, get, say get, less get, get so no ready. but like 
little things that make a difference. Last year in the lower state uh, playoffs, Don Staley was in Florence out there to be able to see Joyce play. Um, and so I think that's what's allowed her program to, although they were a little bit disrespected in the early preseason rankings, they were ranked number five. And we know both number one and number two teams in the country lost lackluster performances by the other, all others. And so in the second poll, Carolina rightfully has taken their place back at the number one slot. And so shout out to the women's game program again for being tremendous and just continuing to keep the in-state talent from the Carolinas in the region as well. So you say you got a hot take. Yeah, go and queue it up, y'all. Get ready. <clears throat> Let's go ahead and cue this hot take up. It's hot. Coach Don Staley, mm-hmm. when it's all said and done, will leave a greater legacy than and, and greater impact on the school than Gino did in Connecticut and has already surpassed or on her way to surpass Pat Summit in uh, Tennessee. And uh, it's a hot takes for a reason, man. First of all, it's a hot take. It's not a hot take, bro. That is a very lukewarm take that oh, okay. was very ESPN in nature, bro. You talk about what me with mean? my stats. She's going to leave a greater legacy than this one did at this school and that one did. Okay. So but that's say, not even like, a hard thing chips. to say because she is literally on the well on her way to doing that. She's coached half the time that they have. Has just as many championships. Watch the as, tone, though. Watch as, the tone, because we're live. Watch the tone. Real condescending. <laughs> <laughs> we're live. I don't, I don't want the audience to think that it's no chumps over. Go ahead, man. That's ahead. literally the only reason you're doing that. You realize that the point is wrong. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. You go realize ahead, that the point is wrong, but I'm not even. Good, I'm not even going to dissect it. Let's just say it's not that hot of a take, bro. Is that reasonable? Right, yeah, that's that, fair that cool? because I. Yes, that's the that's the energy <laughs> that I have for any of your takes that I feel is loop. That, that's fine. That's fair. <sighs> So, go ahead to basketball, man. Where is? I guess we'll get to it, man. Listen. Uh, first of all, I want to say that I was watching an NBA game in a fight, though. That ain't going to stop me. Nah. It's a little inside joke there, y'all. But nevertheless, yeah, the NBA, some NBA was going down. We had um, actually the beginning of this in-season tournament that's going on. Uh, start up, but Wednesday's games were the as follow the map. Oh, hold on, not Wednesday's game. I don't want those. Tuesday's games, rather. The Heat over the Hornets, one eleven to one hundred five. The Hawks over the Pistons, one twenty six to one twenty. The Pacers over the Seventy Sixers, one thirty two to one twenty six. The Nets over the Magic, one twenty four to one hundred four. The Thunder beat the Spurs, one twenty three to eighty seven. The Pelicans over the Mavericks, one thirty one to one ten. The Jazz beat the Trailblazers 115 to 99. The Nuggets over the Clippers 111 to 108. The Timberwolves beat the Warriors. We'll talk about that game here in a second. 104 to 101. And the Lakers, uh, <laughs> Cliff, your Los Angeles Lakers, um, <laughs> they beat the Memphis Grizzlies in the in tournament, in season tournament, 134 to 107. Some live play and live action going on tonight. Um, pause. But this uh, currently the in-season tournament. Um, I want to just run down the undefeated teams that's in the uh, in the tournament right now. Indiana, Indiana, Miami, uh, Boston is one and zero so far. But LA is two and zero. Denver is two and zero. Minnesota is two and zero. And my question to you is: Does the in-season tournament mean anything to you? It means that they got some opportunities to try to get some more money, uh, but. I, I only reason I think it does is because the intended purpose of the t- tournaments 
was to make more of the regular season matter. And it appears that playoff LeBron is trying to kick in because in his mind, it now has a greater value to win these types of games. And so I would say, yes, it does. If this was big deal, no thing, I would say that's a big deal just to ensure like players play that they're to their just maximum ability. Just because he said he needed a voice promo, bro. You know, all right. Given the I mean, you act like out. that ain't literally, I was about to say, you act like that ain't literally what's on the board. Go Yo, ahead. So, yeah, Go exactly. Ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so um, outside of that in the NBA, um, <laughs> outside of that in the NBA though, there's a couple other things that was going on. Um, you know, first of all, San Antonio took a big loss in my opinion to the thunder um the thunder kind of with a statement victory over them but golden state game minnesota mm. it's all over the head all over the news sphere the sports sphere right now um because during that game was an incident uh could you describe it All, only thing i'm catching is like I, I didn't actually see the game live okay so yeah essentially it was at the beginning of the game score was still zero to zero maybe oh, two wow. minutes in um, and there was an altercation between Steph, um, not Steph, between Clay right. Thompson and random Timberwolf buddy number two over here. Um, the two of them had a little scuffle. Not Ann Edwards, though. No, it wasn't Ann. Okay. It was literally was some random dude. I don't, I don't okay. even remember. I got. I guess I could journalistically look it up. But nonetheless, he, the, the player grabbed Clay. Clay by his jersey. They tussled back and forth. There was some pushing off a rebound that initiated it. They tussled, tussled till he grabbed it and ripped his jersey. So Clay grabbed and ripped his. So, uh, tussle ensues. That's when Rudy Goldberg goes and uh, apparently tries to restrict his COVID co- hands. On- <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Pitcher Patty earlier, and I was like, "Yeah, the one that brought COVID to the NBA." Dude, I don't know what a COVID is. In other news, this dummy is out with COVID. But nonetheless, um, he goes to grab Clay, and it's like it looks like he was trying to pull him away and restrict him. And hold him, but in doing so, as with all of the kerfuffle going on, his arm slipped close to Clay's neck, and that was enough to just trigger Draymond Green, who then went yeah. and uh, put him in a headlock, very similar to what uh, Baby Boy, uh, to what <laughs> Ving Rames, Ving Rames did to Tyrese's character in Baby. <laughs> Let me tell you something real quick. Uh, Call for your mama. Right. Call that's what. And then, yeah, mama. exactly that type of headlock. Um, but everybody was trying to get him up off him. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, what, do we, what were your thoughts on the fight or the, the kerfuffle, the, you know what I mean, whatever? My initial thoughts was, um, like, the young OGs and the young vets are tired of so many people saying the NBA soft. And there's, like, a couple, mm-hmm. there's a couple little outliers, like your PJ Tuckers of the world. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know what I mean? What's your and man just, to be trolling uh, LeBron? Uh, got fired on his day off. He's young though, too. But he's young. But he comes from that school. He he's comes got from that, that dog totally, kind of mind. Yeah, he, and he get the, so the people that he gets it from the Pat Beverly's of the world and stuff like that. Just the, the agitators. They, you know, it, it's 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 part to me, partly like an ego pride thing where it's like y'all been calling us soft or whatever like that as a mm-hmm. whole, and mm-hmm. you know we will show you how soft we are, right? And are. Yeah. But then also we talk about it all the time with Draymond in particular, as far as self-control. And I think he's part of the reason that your yeah, man, I think, what is it? Bob Myers mm-hmm. that he's um, announcing and stuff like that. And, <laughs> you know, right now, he enjoying his life. You could tell Living stress-free. Yes, bro. And That's he's it. sitting on some bees, probably mm-hmm. like some billies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, we talked about it on previous episodes that 
the coaching staff and or certain levels of management and even mm-hmm. ownership wanting this nucleus to remain together, although that's not what maybe have been in the best long-term interests of the Warriors. Yeah. When they made the commitment to Steph, when they made that commitment to keep Draymond and Clay and all of these guys, that was when he was like, yeah, I'm going to have to get up out of here. And I think this is the residual reason why he wanted to get away from it because he knew that there were certain things that were going yeah. to linger. A player like of... Dre runs the show almost. And that's my thing. When you give him who already feels like he has that amount of power. You yeah. saw what he did with KD and this is our team. And da, da, da. When you give him that, when he has that perception of that much power and then you show him that he actually does, you're going to consistently uh-huh. get this level of stuff going on out yeah. there. So... So I got a question for you, and it, it came from a, a podcast I was listening to, um, but it, it kind of falls in line with this because, uh, well, I'll start off with the question, though, uh, from a fellow, you know, somebody like that, a brother, somebody that you go to battle with, but this is also your job and a level of professionalism with it. Would you take loyalty or commitment? Which would you want? Mm. When you say commitment, you mean commitment to the individuals or commitment to the team? To the greater goal of whatever. Commitment going to the greater on. goal. Because okay. at the end of the day, that's a business. Like, and when you come in the door, you sign right. with it. Like with the LeBron, I think it was the LeBron movie where one of the teammates he wasn't never that social with the mm-hmm. team, but he was. You know what I mean? But I, I ask that because with somebody like Draymond, he, it's like similar to like one of your partners that you come up with that'll crash out for you. Mm-hmm. You know, wherever you at, the mall, wherever, if there's somebody look at you wrong and this Yo, and that, I got you. Now, granted, so and knowing who you are, uh, CJ or, or, or Big Cliff from, from West Ashley and Ponderosa. Yes, sir. Rosa. And to where you are now and you end up running into a friend from high school that was loyal to you mm-hmm. or whatnot, and want to hang out with director of admissions, Big Cliff, right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like Draymond is that person. Like his justification for everything is, I'm a nah, I saw my brother. Yeah, and and that's always gonna be it. Not not to not to put into context like, yo, we're in a billion dollar league. Yo, all of these cameras are on us. Yo, this is a bad nice. look for my team. Yo, the only thing that they're gonna be talking about Warriors related will be me for the next three days. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I'm going to have this, um, yo, I'm going to have all of this like attention and stuff like that and bad press going on. He's right. not thinking like that at all. You know what I'm saying? And there's a, there's a level of selfishness to that though. And, and I, I agree. And I, I think it's reflective of who he is as a player and the things that he is even trying to be or do. And so I, I don't blame Bob Myers for getting out of town. And if we're being, if we're going to actually just go ahead and fast forward, I think that's one of the topics um, just to talk about some of the NBA teams to worry about. Oh, okay. The Warriors are chief on my list because not. I think they have the talent. Mm-hmm. Side note: Have you seen what uh, uh, what was Steph Junior's name that they shipped out to Washington? Um, Pool Jordan Pool. Oh, 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 have you seen what he's been doing out there in Washington? Like throwing up shots, throwing up shots, and re- just oh my boy is really he, wild and being outside of the structure. He was who the, we thought he was. Precisely being outside of the structure of the Warriors shows the kind of player that he is and wanted to be, and it's just funny and indicative of why they were able to get him. And I guess kind of want to keep uh, Draymond and them, but nonetheless, the Warriors are probably chief among the teams for me to worry about, simply because they have the talent. Mm-hmm. But so many of the other aspects of what makes a good team a good team, I think, 
are going to limit them and they ultimately are going to be imploded by Draymond and, and his antics, if you would. So. It's two, and it's two straight seasons of that. You already lost a GM because of it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's And he's gonna, losing a step. Know, he's not as quick, strong. So we're going to see, like, as an organization, what is the cost for them? That What is going to be, like, you know what I'm saying? That, okay, that's enough. Like, because it should have been enough with the Jordan Poole incident. Yeah, you know, period. It, different things like that but nevertheless uh mines would be uh the clippers los angeles clippers um mm. you know they had to get it together and and lightly like a team to worry about light or a team to worry about junior would be um would be san antonio just kind of like mm. where teams kind of figuring out some things and and, and figuring out kind of how, how they're gonna best uh contest you know with the with the spurs is it time for pop to move on nah Uh, Not right now. Okay. Okay. Not right now. That's reasonable. Um, One other team that I think that, if I'm being honest about it, deserves some worry just because we always do. Your Los Angeles Lakers. Now, the Lakers, I I think, although we're 2-0 in the tournament, I think Mm -hmm. this has been because, again, playoff LeBron is here in his mindset. And he just... I'm interested to see what they do before the trade deadline this year. If we can add some, just some pure shooting to this squad and allow LeBron to kind of take some of these miles off of him a little bit or to at least preserve the ones Paul take hey, what yo miles off. Oh, miles. Pardon me. But nonetheless, yeah. still a pause applicable. Okay. Um, but I want to see him scale back and let some of these other younger players kind of step up. And so any other teams that you kind of worried about in the NBA? No. Um, I, you know, uh, nah, nah, I, I do want to highlight that the, league with the in-season tournament they stepped out kind of in the the global uh space with coloring the uh nba courts mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. fully coloring them and, and giving them a nice splash so that was a good thing to kind of add some personality to this in-season tournament but um i think that's twofold one of course to, to make the tournament a little bit more you know lively secondly though we talked about it and you've you've been chief i guess in the recommendation of it and even the acknowledgement of it that the league is being intentional with their international draw and trying right. to pull in more players from around the world they're already getting the best players from these different countries and so they're wanting to have the fans as well those teams and our players and their fans who are used to seeing a certain style of basketball not only just to play but even aesthetically what the what the courts look like i think this was very indicative of that to kind of ease them in a little bit more to give them something that yeah. they're used to to pull them into a different type of game as well so absolutely so uh, another thing that um i wanted to bring up i was listening to uh dj blaze radio show podcast mm-hmm. um and, shout out to them yeah absolutely <laughs> oh wait 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 say it one time <clears throat> okay go ahead shout out to amy say What's it with happening? your chest my boy <laughs> no, i'm talking about Hold on. first of all i'm in uh, I'm in homecoming form, bro. It's not it's you you're asking me to say it with it's my chest. That's problem. not that's not you know easy. Hey, so, yo, shout out also to be easy. My dog. Who uh Crux Media. Shout out, yeah, man. Are you good? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, man. Take, take <laughs> your point. Ad- what was the question? <laughs> no, be easy here <laughs> on the show. <laughs> be easy um shouted us out and um he he posed a question and he's like, man, this is this question I have for them boys over there at Carolina Sports Talk. Um, and he said, when exactly did the new era for the NBA 
um, start or begin. Now, a couple things before you know you, you give your question, your, your answer, your response. Okay. I wanted to in uh, another we're live, so and he might not be on the live right now, but but this is live, Carolina Sports Talk. Your man Big Cliff sitting mm-hmm. in with DJ High Star Patriot Patty Studios. Um, well, yeah, I wanted to tell him be easy. Thank you for your question, bro. But put that in the email next time, brother. Okay, because <laughs> you you always getting on people. On- Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We don't got the Takashi on there over there or nothing though. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But Brandon, yo, be easy. You ain't got the answers, man. I I need you to put. I need you to put. You know why? Get into an email next time for me, my boy. All right. That is all, man. But but back to the question. Yeah. Um, I feel like as cliche as it would sound or as like old as I would sound is that um, it was, it was two paradigm shifts for me, but Mm. the first one would be early nineties for me Mm. Um, starting of the marketing with air and air Jordan and and getting when he got to get to championship level or whatever. So early nineties, like around 92, 93, because money started to like lightly come in, not contract wise, but as far as marketing, but, Next one. Um, and we're talking about again the what I think his term was new era. The new era, the one that we're currently in, yeah. Would be after like Chris Paul, LeBron, and all of them boys like met up. They're the summer. end of the old. Exactly. Okay. Like and they they got the bag bag. Like we're right. like now we're seeing like just ridiculous money for people that's averaging four points, six points a game and three rebounds, but you got a $30 million contract right. or something like that. So I think so, but cause if you listen to the show, it's like, he almost implies that he's talking about when, um, when they stop, be- when they start becoming soft or when they stop hand checking, it's almost like he's alluding to that. When you listen to the show, so that's why I had the that twofold answer. You know, I don't even like twofold answers like that, but um, because initially when I heard him say it, that's initially I thought after the Chris Paul LeBron stuff or whatever like that. But then when he started talking it through, and I'm thinking like, okay, hand checks and like like to be completely honest with you, mm-hmm. when the league as a whole stopped using drugs. <laughs> like, <laughs> Or like drinking on the side or smoking cigarettes, right, and stuff right, like right. That. When they started like, trying to be real athletes, when they try to start beating Michael Jordan and bringing in real mm. athletes and, and, and different teams and, and stuff okay. like that, I think that that was a paradigm shift. But I, and, and, and so I acknowledge that the Jordan era is an era. Um, it transitioned into the Kobe LeBron era, and that encompasses the, the last of the greatest players who are playing now. Um, I think. And, and I'm going to pinpoint it to a, a specific year to kind of all encompass it. The year after the Golden State Warriors won, I think it might have been their first championship, and Harrison Barnes left that team. Good player, but not a great player. And he left, and I think I want to say he signed. Sacramento. He went to Sacramento and signed. I want to say it was like a $140 million contract. And I was like, him? And then that was also when Lou Aldang got all that money from the Lakers. When all of these middle-level, mediocre players started getting that money, everybody else at the top then had to escalate higher above. That not only triggered and spawned a difference with regards to the contracts, but it also was a shift in the era when 
all right, this is the beginning of the end, if you would. We're at the end of the end, if you're, if I'm being transparent, with the LeBron's era and Carmelo them being gone and Kobe RIP. But I think they're the end of that, and they're like the residual. They're like the old three brothers still trying to go and kick it and be on campus, uh, even not when it's homecoming. She's like, yo, what's y'all got going on on the yard? I just come to see the Neos. But it's, it's a kind of at the end of that era for them. And so that around that time, I think that might have been like a 15, 16, if I'm not mistaken, is the start of where I start thinking about the, as we call them, the Duke basketball players with them all having the same haircut and everything. Um, that's pretty much the, that's when that kind of started for me. You knew exactly who that of type course, of player I was talking about. Sponge. <sighs> sponge. So next up, but before we get out of here, we're going to jump into a little big deal, no thing. Y'all know the segment. That's a big deal. Nah, that ain't no thing. We give you sports headlines and let you know whether it's a big deal or not a thing. So first up on big deal, not a thing. If my screen will go, see, that's why you have two screens normally when we go on live. But first up on big deal, big deal, no thing. We already talked about it, but Deshaun Watson being out for the year. Is that a big deal or no thing? Big deal. That's a big deal. I'm actually going to go nah, the way. That ain't no thing. Why are you saying? Um, I like, uh, before you even explain why I like that. <laughs> um, but no, I think again, it's a big deal. They waited so long to get um Deshaun back of course everything contractually and monetarily I feel like that's tied to him with the organization is a big deal as well but um just yeah with his performance they've been waiting to get him back and and now they know that you know he's not going to be there um yeah big deal I say it's no thing simply because I think with the way that the AFC is right now anyway that they weren't going to make the playoffs. And so him not being there isn't going to prohibit that. Now, their defense Good is... Teaser. Huh? Good teaser. Because <laughs> their defense is really, really like that. Um, but nonetheless, let's move on to the next one. Aaron Rodgers is rumored to be possibly ready to come back from an eight, from an Achilles injury this December to help the Jets try to make a play, late payoff push. Big deal or no thing? No thing. Nah, that ain't no thing. I'm going to go the other way and I'm going to say that's, that that's a, a big, big deal. deal. Why are you saying? Uh, I think it's it'd be a definitely a a tough like, road to climb. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I guess I'll tease a little bit, pause. <laughs> um, but I don't think that they'll have enough room to get in with a wild card, knowing that Miami is probably going to take that division. Uh, Buffalo is still getting their bearings about them. But it's just that the AFC right now is so competitive, so so competitive. Like I, I hope like the the, the teasing of it comes 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 through the <laughs> through the speakers. But the AFC is so competitive right now that yeah. it's 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 slim picking. So they would have to still do a lot, and and then there's still a lot of games to hold out and wait for him to come back. So I say it's a big deal because the mere thought of his return will allow certain plays. You know how some sometimes they need to have a little something? Your boy ain't it. Uh, little baby Zach Efron is not the future for the Jets. They knew that when they went and traded for Aaron. And then when he got back out there, it is what it is. I heard a conversation on NFL radio this week that talked about why Bill Belichick is uh, kind of inconclusive or uh, undeciding about which one of the quarterbacks he's going to keep putting out there. And he's like, yo, this is just what we're going to do. You know, as we do when, Everybody's fussing at the Jets and saying, well, why do they keep putting him out? At some point, you know who you have. And I think the Jets know that of the options available, he was who Wilson was what was the best option for them. But now that you have that hope, that inkling that Aaron Rodgers can return, the defense is say, hey, we just got to hold it down. 
until December. We got to get to this point. Other players come and they try to step up, and I think that that'll be enough to push them towards a playoff push, even in the AFC, which with all of the teasing that has happened, <laughs> <laughs> might as well go ahead and reveal the all the last one. All four NFC teams over five hundred. NFC, excuse me. All AFC North teams currently over five hundred. Big deal or no thing? No thing. Nah, that ain't no thing. I wholeheartedly agree. Nah, that ain't no thing. Why you say? Um, again, so I brought this up and even. Um, the question that I guess that stems from this is like, do you feel like all four teams would make the playoffs? Because that would even that would be the only reason that this would even, you know, Possibly be a be. new story or something mm-hmm. like that. Like, of course, yeah, everybody over five hundred that looks great, but will everybody make the playoffs? Right, and everybody have a chance to win a Super Bowl? I doubt it. So that's why I feel like it's no thing. After the next few weeks, I feel like. Um, there's a lot of teams out there. So right now, the leaders in the AFC, of course, it would be Kansas City, Jacksonville, respectively, and Miami, and right now Baltimore with Pittsburgh right on their heels, of course. Mm-hmm. But um, I think Houston, of course, fighting for their lives. Don't sleep on Indianapolis. I mean, um, yeah, don't sleep on Indianapolis. And, uh, yeah, I, you know, it just <sighs> – Go ahead, because that's all I got. That's all I got for it. It's, it's, it's really simple. It's, just, it's really simple. Like, I don't, I don't, I've never seen a world. You know what I mean? That was the 80s. Mm, you know what I mean? Mm. I'll, I'll say this. I said it's no deal or no thing because it's likely that three of the four teams that are currently over 500 finished to be able to make the playoffs. I can see that. That would be, if it were all four, that would be a little bit bigger of a deal for me. But considering that likely three teams out of the NFC West are going to be able to make the playoffs, I don't know that I, I kind of weigh that very heavily at this point in the season. Now, is it, a, is it a story? Absolutely. Just simply with the job that's being done. We mentioned job uh, Dobbs out there in um, in Vegas with the Vikings, but um, the rest of the NFC North are playing tremendous football. The light, the tie-in, the Titans, the Liars, and the Bears. Because see what I did there? Oh my! The Lions. <laughs> I was going to get it, but now you got that off. Congrats. So, no, but the Lions are playing some of the best football in the NFC. They play the only my only fault with them is that they play down to their competition sometimes, but they're they're beating the teams that they're supposed to play and supposed to beat. And I think that they have an opportunity to really make a Super Bowl run as well. So um, no thing, but I am going to keep my eye on the NFC North for the foreseeable future. Mm. All right, brother, we getting ready to head up out of here. Uh, Anything you want to holler at the people before we get out? Yeah, uh, definitely wanted to take a quick moment to shout out my fellow frat brother, uh, Reggie Burgess, down in North Charleston, just recently became the mayor uh, down there. First black mayor. First uh, black mayor of the city of North Charleston. Charleston. So, and um, have a personal relationship with God. And um, yeah, that's my dog. Because you got a text back? Yeah, man, but uh, listen, that was my first. <laughs> the mayor of North Charleston is texting my dog. Technically, my Texans. first Neil. Mm. So I, that I can give fact. you stories, man. He's looked out for me over the oh, years. Yeah. You know, and so shout out to my dog. Big facts. Big yeah, facts. Deeper than rap, man. Real, real, real talk. You know what I mean? You was over there. You was across the fence at the time, but you know, we won't. You were. You were. You were. 
So it, no, I'm just we're online. We'll, we'll okay. talk about this okay. off air because okay. I was getting ready to pull a card because okay. one of us was there when he got read in. But nonetheless, uh, this has been up. Oh, see, got me, got me, got me, got me, got me, got me, got me. He razzled, dazzled. This has been another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. Thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app on YouTube, on Facebook Live. Until next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at Carolina Sports Talk, or in the inboxes on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all of that. TikTok coming soon. We out of here. Peace. Broken. What, a, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal.